Hey, God bless you all. Listen, welcome to another uh, session of Let's Empower with yours truly, Pastor Robinson. Listen, finally a podcast for you. And you know, we're always trying to raise the bar and bringing you the best of the best. And listen, tonight or today is no exception. Uh, we have with us today a dynamic, anointed man of God, and we welcome Pastor John Chapman. Uh, he's the pastor of Wind Church in Houston, Texas, and he's the author of The Winner's Only Game Plan. So welcome, Pastor John. Hello, Pastor. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on. Praise God. Praise God. I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm just glad that you made time for little me to have this time for you. You know, uh, fit me in your schedule. Hey, Amen. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just thank God for the opportunity to come on and, you know, be connected to great men like you. You got, you got skin in the game. I'm trying to catch up with where you are. Ah, bless you, man. Bless you, man. Check is in the mail. All right. Listen, <laughs> listen I, I, I just... I I tell my listeners, um, you know, I, I loved, I love your spirit, man, and I've uh, just been watching you, especially, especially on social media, and um, it, it's just awesome. And then when I saw that you uh, had a book launch, it was launching a book, man. I just said, listen, I, I wanted this platform, uh, let's empower to be just another vehicle to get the word out because, you know, we need to start really pushing out some positivity. Uh, there's enough, uh, enough negativity going on right now. Uh, but we, you know, for you to produce something like this, man, it's, I commend you, man. I just thank God for you. I really do. I appreciate that, Bishop. Definitely. Uh, that was definitely the goal. Praise God. Uh, I keep saying Bishop, man. I, I think I'm speaking something over your life or something. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to move right on along. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's an ebook, right? It's an ebook, absolutely. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, excellent, excellent. Now, some would say um, it's just totally ridiculous to release a book in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> you know, and, 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 I, and I share that because I saw a statement. Uh, about your book and you share that it says we, we ought to set a goal and 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 how that sounds it sounds like it's common sense but it's vital to seeing winning success uh what, what can you just explain that for a moment and before we go into just a you know real interview but can you just explain that for a moment and 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 connect that with the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic you're talking about setting goals and so forth so talk to me Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So when I decided to do this ebook, I felt like it was the perfect time for this particular ebook, simply because literally everything in the world has shifted and changed. And a lot of people right now, honestly, are scattered, <laughs> um, confused, don't know what direction they're, they're trying to head or it's supposed to be going down. And so no other time or better time to write a book called the winner's only game plan mm -hmm. didn't count because you know right now everybody needs a game plan <sighs> at one point we was going to church in physical buildings now most aren't people are working from home now more now than ever around the world brick and mortar businesses are closing down day by day um, so everything has to shift. The whole, the whole world itself has changed. And you can't use an old game plan in a new culture. Come on. Come on. And so, like, the winners on the game plan 
was necessary to show people now we're both pastors so and i mm-hmm. understand some of the may not be spiritually minded but i'm a biblical guy so you know we know how that says right the vision mm. make it plan- the problem is we're in a new year we're in 2021 and the game plan came to me because a lot of times we understand that the bible says write the vision but we forget the second part making it plain and so we might have a vision but if you don't we you got to know what to write what does making it plain mean and so i know where i want to go i have an idea of what i'm trying to see but i don't know what i need to write i don't know what goals i need to write down and so that is on the game plan is there to help to show you the actual tangible things that go along with breaking down vision and leading you where you're trying to go wow which which actually leads me right into this next question because the question i have for you is who, who is this book for and, and what i mean by that is it for the leaders of the church is it for the corporate leader uh who, who is your audience for the winner's only game plan this book is for anybody that wants to win no matter whether you're in ministry or marketplace if you have a desire and a heart to want to win and and reach your goals then this particular ebook is for you now we our niche and our focus is on men and people that serve in both ministry and marketplace because god told me um, i'm a pastor but not only that i've worked in the marketplace i'm an entrepreneur and for years i thought i had to pick to be either in ministry or be in marketplace and god told me you don't have to pick <laughs> you do both and so this is for everyone in, you know far in between whether you're just starting out whether you're just trying to find direction for your life whether you're just now um, starting a ministry or you've been in ministry for some time or a new business owner this ebook helps you start wherever you are and take you where you're trying to go wow that's good that's good that's good now what's what's the one thing you mentioned as far as career and, and ministry what, what's the one thing you wish you had known when you when you began your career or ministry nobody gets it right the first time <laughs> come on say that again <laughs> anytime and what's the kryptonite of most people who are creative most people who are called to do things outside of the norm we plan too much and because we plan too much we make our journey that more difficult um if i would have somebody would have told me at the beginning that you're going to fail and there's nothing wrong with failing just as long as you don't lose, mm. then I would have started much earlier. But because I had the fear of failure and not understanding that failure is the learning tool that is used to teach you how to win, because you'll never appreciate winning until you fail. And so that's what I wish I would have known. I wish somebody would have just sat me down and said, before you do anything else in your life, whether it be a business or ministry, understand this. It is okay to fail. And I think we we do a travesty um, often to our ministries and our, our people and through our teaching, uh, because I think in the past and, and sometimes here in the future, we uh, present, we, we tend to um, minister to people and teaching them of, of the highs. We're teaching them of the of the great things, of the of the blessings, of the miracles, and all the wonderful things that's going to happen to them, especially when they come into their, this walk um, called Christian. 
Christendom. And we, we teaching them the mountaintop experiences, but we've seldom teach them the, the valley low issues. And Absolutely. yeah, and in my mind goes back to David and Goliath. You know, the val the the battle was in the valley. They had to go low in order Absolutely. to confront that giant. You know, um, but you know, we we need to get to that point where we teach them yes how to win, but also if you don't, this is what you know. Um, so so so, a question for you then is is what what is your biggest failure, and and then what did you learn from it? Because I mean, a lot of especially pastors we. We're hesitant at times uh, to talk about our failures. We're hesitant to talk about our weaknesses. We're hesitant to talk about those things that we struggle with. You know, granted, in, in, in uh, James says, let your conversation be as under grace. So we have to be very peculiar, particular and careful about, of course, what we share and, and, and making sure it doesn't become a stumbling block for someone else. But my question for you, of course, is what, what, did you, what would you say if you could share your biggest failure? I would say my biggest failure is, was was not not believing in myself mm. um, <laughs> and not starting sooner. Okay. 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 That's, that keeps people from pursuing great success and winning in life mm -hmm. because though we look confident on the exterior. It takes another level of confidence to do something that is not popular amongst people. Us, like, it's, like it's crazy at the beginning. And my greatest failure was not believing that I had what it took to do some of the things that I've seen other people do that I admire, watch on TV, on the radio, whatever. That God gave me those tools. He gave me those abilities. He gave me all of that as well. And so just believing in you, I think that is the biggest failure that I, I should have believed in myself sooner, that I that I have what it takes as long as I'm connected with him and I'm allowing him to guide my path. I don't have to question whether I make it. I just got to believe that I will. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff right there. That's good stuff. And and it, especially when we're living in, in a time of, of course, social media, uh, that we can portray any way, anything we want <laughs> on social media, you know. Um, and and but now just out of curiosity, what what are some of your inspirations? Who are some of the ones that you have looked at, um, uh, and 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 just looked up to, you know? Um, whether it be uh, that deacon <laughs> that have really encouraged you and, and pushed you, are, are there any ones that you would like to, you know, acknowledge that you uh, were there for you? So here's what I've learned when it comes to people that have influenced you mm -hmm. or encouraged you. What I used to do is try to find all the people that I liked that and that I felt like had positive influence on me. Mm -hmm. Also, have to use the people who have hurt you and use that influence as well. Man, I got a list, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, what at this place in my life now, I've learned to appreciate both and those people. Uh, I'm in one of the lowest places of my life. Bishop Jakes is what kept me together. Mm. Uh, I was dropped and hurt and torn by people, and I was looking for. And I'm talking about church people. I'm talking mm -hmm, about people mm -hmm, with titles, the, mm -hmm. the people that that lay hands and call themselves anointed. Hello, and somebody. They really were anointed. It didn't take away from their gift. Mm -hmm. But there was a season in my life where, you know, 
I, Bishop kept me sane. He kept me in ministry. He kept me in church. He kept me. He just kept me going. And that was Bishop Jakes. Wow. Uh, the other person that has inspired me, inspired me or influenced me, uh, giving me my work ethic, uh, my father. Mm. Uh, I've never seen a man like my, my dad works from sun up to sundown. He's still doing it to this day. Wow. I have that in me. <laughs> and the Bible says that when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spake as a child, but when I became mature, a man, I put away childish things. It wasn't until I became a man and walked in the same shoes that he that he was walking in that I began to understand what he was doing when I was a boy. Mm. But because I was a boy, I didn't understand it or comprehend it all the way. And so our communication had, you know, static in it. But once I became older, I, I realized what I'm doing today is what he was putting in me then. Wow. Um, even though, you know, growing up, like any teenager and parents do, we had some turbulent times. Mm -hmm. But now I know uh, it took, you know, most of those things that he did and all of the things that they didn't allow me to do that I didn't agree with at the time um, that molded me and gave me the discipline and work that, that I have right now. Wow. Um, I would also say, uh, who else? Uh, Pastor Keon uh, Henderson. Mm. He, uh, he called me at the beginning of my ministry uh, and, and, and just, you know, showed me the behind the scenes stuff. Wow. You know, and all that good stuff, even today. I mean, answering text messages, uh, phone calls, all of that good stuff. Bishop Jakes is actually the one that introduced me to Pastor Keon. Called him on the phone while he was in Africa and said, man, when you get back from Africa, I want you to meet with this pastor and I want to report. And so that kept me accountable. Um, and even to this day, you know, I know they're super busy, but whenever we do get a chance, there's always something heavy that he pours into me. If I text him with a question, he goes out of his way, I don't care what he's doing, to text me back and say X, Y, and Z. And so those are the things that have challenged me in ministry to do more than the status quo of what we know pastors to do, but to think outside of the, the status quo or the parameters that people have put pastors in for so long. Because we're more than just pastors, we're people with mm. multiple gifts. We're multifaceted. So when you're looking at me, you're going to get the pastor, you're going to get the creative, you're going to get the entrepreneur, you're going to get the man, you're going to get the son, you get it all. And I think that's what more pastors and more leaders have to do. You got to give everything, every part of you, mm -hmm. and don't hold some parts back because you feel like it doesn't fit that sector. Come on. Come on. I, I already know that um, I, I'm just preparing you now that yes we're going to be talking about your book but i already know i'm going to have you back <clears throat> and we're going to talk more so about leadership which so i'm just preparing you now so but anyway um <laughs> but definitely shout out to the fathers i don't think fathers get enough credit and shout out some time because i've always said man that my father has been passed i think for like 24 years 25 years and i've always said if i can just be half the man that he was that would be good with me and because i, I admire he he was the michael jordan in my life the one that everybody said to me you know, i want to be like mike nah i want to be like him you know so but now what, what advice uh would you give someone who who wants to win in life make a decision hmm. Hmm. you got Most people that say they want to win, the first step to win is make a decision to start right then and there. Don't calculate what you have what you, and what you don't have. Who's behind you, who's not behind you. 
because what I've learned when you're pursuing greatness and doing something that is beyond you but the, the, the understanding of those around you that have never done it before um, you're going to walk alone mm. and you're going to look crazy and what I've also learned that it is not the people the people who you think are going to get behind you and follow you when you tell them your vision will not be the ones to follow you man your family members will oftentimes will not be your first supporters the people that you serve with in ministry sometimes will not be the ones to follow you um, it's not until you made it and you're winning in it that they'll believe you and say I always knew you could do it but in the beginning you have to start knowing that people are going to think you're crazy mm-hmm. you got to broke you got to because those lessons from that place of um beginning that origin mm-hmm. is what's going to give you the tools necessary to win on the level that god wants to take you to so if you don't win in life the first decision you gotta make you gotta start no matter how old you are start mm-hmm. no matter what your educational background is start no matter where you whether you're new to that industry, new to that arena, new to that church ministry, new to that business uh, arena, you just say, I'm starting and then learn everything else along the way. Mm. Take that first and just start. Amen. That's good. One of the things I've even been in pushing my uh, young adults and pushing my members as well is even during this whole pandemic and, and especially during the quarantine portion um, where people just in their homes. That should have been a time that you should have been writing. That should have been a time that you should have been uh, putting that business plan down or that idea, setting those goals um, and getting those things in order. You know, I, the, it, I, I've been telling people, if you haven't taken advantage of this time to get closer with Christ, closer in your, in your business plan, closer in your career marks, closer, you know, you have wasted so much time. And, and, I, and I like what you just said. It just start and just start. I like that. I like that. Uh, I, I'm going to shift a little bit because uh, <clears throat> a great entrepreneur knows when they're in the presence of another great entrepreneur. And I did a little probing and you launched an apparel brand called, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> called Winwear. Man, listen, I, I'm impressed by that, and not to mention the fact that uh, we own a T-shirt company. But that's another conversation. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but t- tell me about Winwear. So Winwear uh, was not my desire to try to push out some world-renowned brand. If it gets there, it gets there. And I believe that sometimes my coach used to say, "If you look good, you feel good." Ah. And, and if you wear what you believe, you know, it's one thing to say it, it's one thing to think it, but sometimes you need a reminder. So if, if you wear it on your chest, then you have, every time you look in the mirror while you're washing your hands in a restroom, it's reminding you because every search that we make has a message. It's a constant reminder while you're going through that day that you're a winner no matter what. That even if I'm in this situation, I never, I never lose. I always learn. Mm. Um, you know, that I win, period. You know, those type of things. Um, those things matter. Um, it's the wins for me. Everybody's been on this, you know, it's this, that for me and all this good stuff. So <laughs> if I create something that speaks to your to your future, so those shirts to me, those are prophetic declarations wow. that you put on your body. Okay. Um, we got bug stuff getting ready to roll out. So we got, we got some farmer jackets, varsity jackets. <sighs> That's being designed, so just stay, stay tuned. There you go. We're not just getting started. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, and our testimony, man, is that 
you know, we, we, we started this, um, this company in fact, a year and a half ago, but in the midst of the pandemic is when it blew up. It literally blew up. No marketing, just word of mouth. And God has been so faithful. God has been so faithful. But um, what, 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 are, what are the best resources uh, that have really helped you along the way? I know we talked about your influences, but um, what are some of the best resources that have really helped you along the way, my man? Being homeless. <sighs> wow. Wow. Uh, no, it doesn't get any lower than that. You don't have a place to lay your head. I mean, we know what it is to eat out of the vending machine for dinner, go to hotels with serving free food and act like you're staying at the hotel just to eat that night. Mm. Taking a bath in the restroom sink. And what I thought was just homelessness was a, was a lesson of survival. Um, that's when you know if you're a winner or not. Because if you don't quit in that, in that moment, in that place, then you got something in you that's different from anybody else in the world. Mm. Going from hotel to hotel, and if you didn't have a hotel, we we stay in vacant apartment units, sleeping on the floor with children, um, to make it because everything just went upside down, topsy turvy. And so when you survive through those moments, asking the, the hotel manager at the front, "Can I work security for you for free?" and in return you give me my hotel room for free, and that is a Come trade off Come on. for your family. Those are resources. COVID-19 was a resource. While everybody's paying attention to the pandemic, what the pandemic gave you a chance, you always said, if I had more time, I'll start the business. I'll start the brand. I'll build a podcast. I'll do this and I'll do that. And then God turned around and gave you the time. Mm-hmm. At home. And if you sit down on your hands and do anything, you missed the bit of it. And you missed it. Miss it. Wow. Man that wow that 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 alone somebody needed to hear that someone needed to hear that I, that's the way i see it i, I saw it as a you know COVID 19 i said this is the time yes you on unemployment you got laid off you got furloughed but was it the job that you lost or was it the opportunity that you gained <laughs> Woo. jesus Jesus, that's it. That's it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Then, then, then I have to shift. Also, family. Who, who talk? Talk to me about family. Who? What? What makes up um, Pastor John? What makes up Pastor, Pastor Pastor John when it comes to family unit? Um, in your family unit, this is this is different from me because most people don't know. I haven't even really told this this to a lot of people. Most people would probably wouldn't know it unless I've told them. But me and my wife got married. Um, she had four children when we came into the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I raised all four of them from age five to 12. Now they're 18 to 25. Wow. And what I've learned is that, mo- and I was only 20 years old when we started. Mm-hmm. But my wife is 11 years older than me. Okay. Um, so I had to step in being a man, being a, learn how to be a man, learn how to be a husband. And I got in ministry all at the same time. So I had to learn it all at the same time. But what makes up a, a family family unit, I don't believe that just because you're related, that makes you family. Mm. Um, I believe the people who want to see you win and see you successful and have your best interests in mind and are willing to do whatever means necessary to make sure that you're good, that, that person is family. 
being blood mixture related. Yeah. But the art is what makes you family. Bruh. So what is it, it, it every every ministry has a um, uh, a myth or or something connected or what have you done? Uh, what's the one common myth about your ministry or, or business that you'd want to de defunct right debunk right now and just put it out there and say, yo, this is how it really is. Um, your church is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody's not gonna like your church. Your product or your service is not for everyone. And not everybody's gonna make a purchase. I think most people fail in the beginning because we think that our business, our product, our ministry is for everyone. And when everyone doesn't come, we feel like a failure. Oh. Which proof. There's a particular market for you. And I think when you start anything, what you need to anticipate, don't anticipate everybody to come. Just shoot for the 1% that belongs to you. Hold up. So you mean to tell me, I, I, you know, um, because, you know, over that particular church over there, I thought they, they were always coming across like the, the glory of the Lord was only there and not over my place. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being bad. I'm, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's sometimes how we come across. You know, even when you look at, you know, or look at social media on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening, and, and you would think that the that God only resided at that place, and that's so. <laughs> so right. I'm like, and, and I dealt with that. I mean, I, I totally get that because <laughs> you see the you see the Jakes, you see the Furtics, you see. <laughs> The Keon Hendersons, you see all of these men pastors, we have so many followers and viewers at one time, the Mike Todd's and all of that. And you can't get in your feelings about that. Mm. I mean, you got to look at Jesus. Um, the Bible basically says that I'll leave the 99 to get the one. And so when you start ministering to that place and from that posture and that position, that if I get one viewer to tune into my worship service or my message and that person converts, I've done my job. And that's what's making, that's what makes your call, your passion and all of that real. When it's not dictated by the numbers, but it's dictated by the result. Wow. I've been pastoring long enough now, and I've been in business long enough now, that if I can produce five dollars, mm -hmm. I produce this last week when I launched winners on winners on a game plan, I got my first sale in two days. I got one sale. And when I got that one sale, that one sale meant everything to me. That's it. Because that means that I was successful, that somebody believed in me enough. Mm, mm, mm. And because one person bought my product, that was a success. Mm. That's the place that we have to operate from. Yeah. Yeah. That you can get one person to get in. But I've had way, you know, I've got more, but that one, yeah. that one meant everything. <sighs> that that made winners only game plan real. Amen. You, you know, it's um, you just described as far as because uh, I released my first book back in in 2016, and then we released another one I believe it was 2019. Um, but the same thing, you know, if you, you you can't sit there and 
and and and level up yourself, put yourself against, you know, using T.D. Jakes as example, you know, against his book sales, against, you know, uh, any one of the other books. You, you just got to reach who you need to reach and allow God to open the doors or create the doors that he wants to create for you. This podcast <clears throat> was birthed in the midst of the pandemic. Three of my members was like, Pastor, you've got to, you know, do it. You've got to do it. Why not? It'll reach so many people. And, and I thought about it. And again, it's just a matter of, you know, I looked at some of the other ones. I listened to some of the other ones. I said, Lord, but you give me what you want to have, have me to have. And, and, and this is what he produced. And, and the Lord has been blessing in the midst of a pandemic. And he can wow. do it. So I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So, so, th- so this is your first book? This is my first one. Okay. Okay. This is my first book. I got a couple others that I'm already working on. That's what's up. I got a couple uh, workbooks that I'm working on right now. Uh, but can I tag some tag team on something that you just said? Most definitely. Because uh, it was really big, and I, and I, I hope people didn't miss it and catch it. That you might never get the call from Bishop T. James. You might not ever get the call from Stephen Furtick, Mike Todd. You might not ever get the call from whoever your greatest celebrity is or the well, most well-known person that you admire. And if you're waiting on that call to decide whether you're going to be great and win, you might never win. Right. Because some plat- some people are not called to platforms. Some people are created to build it. Hold up. <clears throat> Please repeat that one more time. Honestly, repeat that one more time. Not everyone is called to platforms. Some people are created to build them. That's why I don't get jealous when I see other people preaching on the stages that mm-hmm. a bishop X has built or Stephen Furtick has built. Mm-hmm. Because I see myself on the opposite side. I see myself as the Bishop Jakes. But from the what from the perspective of I'm called to build the platform like he did, and not for him to call me to put me on his. I'm an ambassador of, of, of what I do, which means I open up the doors and travel into places mm. that that is that they refuse to travel down because not everybody has the wherewithal, the grit, all the stamina necessary to build a platform that benefits everybody they connect to. Wow, wow, wow. And, and, and so basically, you're saying you cannot build what God has called you to build your vision, your mission with another man's bricks. Absolutely not. I think that's the downfall. And we're looking at everyone else instead of looking at God and saying, well, God, what do you want from me? What do you have from me? What is my calling? What is my purpose? And I believe it was uh, T.D. Jakes as well. Since we're talking about T.D. Jakes, this came back to my mind. I think it was a quote that he had said, uh, something about uh, uh, knowing your purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, at least know your passion. Because then your passion will draw you back to your purpose. Absolutely. And I think that's so lacking in, in, in our body today, in the church body today. We really don't, many don't know what their purpose is. They don't. They don't. And that's a dangerous place to be in. Dangerous. Because now you day to day with no true direction because purpose gives direction. And purpose also produces passion. Passion also produces purpose. It's, it, they work hand in hand. Hand in hand. Together. That's right. You can't have one without the other. I talk about that in Winners on the Game Plan a little bit too. So for those that that want clarity, some people don't have it because they don't know what it is. I've never been taught what is purpose, what is passion. 
And because I don't know how to identify it, I don't know how to grab hold to it and utilize it. Mm. 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 All right, don't give it too much away. Because uh, <laughs> I want them to purchase this. Um, and, and the thing about it is that, uh, you know, if you want to go ahead and, 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 and just settle for the... Um, uh, what you have been dealt, the cards you have been dealt, you know, you settle for the, the, the you're just settling for what you have. Um, it's okay because, uh, you, you know, the cemetery is full of untapped potential. And <laughs> so, you know, some people will get it and some people won't. And it cannot hold you back uh, as far as what God has called you to do. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, preface it by uh, asking, Give me some more information. Give our listeners some more information. Where can our listeners connect with you online? How can they get the ebook? How can they find out who Pastor John Chapman is? All right. So if you, I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook. If you at I am John Fitz, um, you can get that as I am John Fitz F I T Z. You can also go to WinNation.org. I'm, I actually have a network where we teach entrepreneurs and ministry leaders all the things that we don't do that, that that people don't ordinarily just know about. So we teach pastors more than church. We teach them the business of behind ministry. We teach entrepreneurs the, the essence of branding. And we also have services where if you don't know how to incorporate it, maybe you don't know how to pursue phones. We have packages and things that you can do and services that can do the work for you so you can continue to focus on winning and, you know, being the visionary behind your brand of ministry and let us get behind you and push you. I'm on Twitter at I, uh, at I am John Fitz as well. Um, I also have the Winners Only Podcast. I haven't even launched the first episode yet because I just launched it this year. That's what's up. The Winners Only Podcast. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I'm going to have you on there, of course. Bless you. <laughs> uh, also on LinkedIn, I've, let me say this too. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, you're not a serious ministry, serious ministry Come you know, on. or a business. Come on. All you have is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Then you're not serious about winning. In you ain't, you're not serious. The CEOs that you need to learn from, mm -hmm, the people mm -hmm, you need mm -hmm. to connect with that have the like mindset that you have, mm -hmm. are not on Facebook scrolling. They're mm -hmm. on LinkedIn posting. Come on. And that's where you need to be. Stop scrolling on Facebook and start posting and connecting on LinkedIn. Listen, you, you, you said a mouthful right there because I, I can't give too much away, but uh, I have linked up with several CEOs on this next venture that God has, has opened the door for us. And I've linked up and LinkedIn is the place to do it. And the thing about it is they're there. And all you gotta do is, hey, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And I see what you have. Let's bring this thing together. Absolutely. Man, Absolutely. please. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to echo that, but I'm a co-sign on that one. You ain't serious, y'all. Y'all ain't serious. You still stuck on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? Nah, you ain't ready. Nah, right. nah, right. nah, nah. That's good stuff, man. And and think about it is, I love what you said as far as the um the the training that you also provide. Um, because one of the things I always stress to even pastors in in, in the opportunities that I've had to go had to to go around and, and train pastors as well. Every pastor does not have an administrative gifting. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> but you but they have to realize it and surround themselves with individuals. Ah. Whew, I don't tell. That's the quickest place to winning is when you can admit when you're deficient. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's what a lot of pastors and even business owners alike don't want to admit. You're deficient in some areas. Accept it. Don't look at it as a shortcoming. Just know that you need to staff that, either staff that weakness, hire a service or a company that can help you so you don't fail. Your ministry or business doesn't fail in that area. Um, so it's not a handicap at all. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're all given a measure of gifts and talents. And administrative might not be one of them. And so if it's not, find somebody who can help you win in that area. Tomorrow night, I'm doing a, a winners only, our first winners-only locker room session in our uh, winners-only group on Facebook. Mm. We're going to boom as well. And I'm going to be talking about finding your inner winner. Because um, I think that's the first place that you have to start. you got to find your inner winner. Um, so those that want to join in, in that tom- on that tomorrow, feel free to uh, reach out. We'll, put, we'll connect you guys in. Find the Facebook group, winners-only Facebook group on Facebook. All right, you heard it. Listeners, you have heard it. We thank God for Pastor John Chapman. Amen. We bless God for him coming from uh, voicing and virtually, amen, from Houston, Texas. Amen. So we just thank God for him taking out the time. Uh, Again, he is the author of The Winner's Only Game Plan. Get connected. You've heard how to get connected. Uh, Take advantage of the anointing on his life. Pastors, pastors, please take advantage of the anointing on his life and for him to take your church uh, and direct you and point you in the right direction to take it to another level. Pastor John, man, thank you very much for this awesome conversation. Uh, The Lord already gave me the title for our next conversation, man. So I'm going to sneak that to you after this is over. I don't want to release it right now, but it, it is definitely timely. And and considering all that we have con- uh, talked about to, uh, this evening, um, man, it's it's what is needed in the body of Christ right now. So again, thank you, Pastor John. If there's anything else you'd like to share, matter of fact, I'm going to ask if you would just pray us out, man, and and just pray that uh, that this this podcast, this information, your ebook, would go to places that would blow both of our minds. Honestly, so if you can just pray us out, man, I really appreciate it. Absolutely, and I, I thank you as well for inviting me again. It's been a honor and a privilege. Um, wherever you are, let us pray. Um, Father, we pray tonight, first and foremost, asking one thing, that he that has an ear, Father, let them hear. Most people are not going to be able to win in the purpose, the destiny that you have created for them because life is moving so fast that they have failed to hear your voice. And so whatever conviction, Father God, that they may feel through these words, let their life slow down enough so they can be transparent with themselves to hear the information necessary to help them win in their life. Lord, we pray today that 2021 for every single person that is listening to this podcast right now be the year that they win it all. Because winners never lose, but we always learn. So whether we arrive to the destination that we planned for ourselves, that doesn't matter. Most of all, Father, let us see you and win in the areas that you have called us to. That is our prayer tonight. We thank you now for being winners where we are and also even greater winners for where we're going. Amen. 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 Again, listeners, thank you once again and continue to uh, spread the word and have people subscribe. Uh, Again, we are on Spotify. We're on Apple. Listen, it's getting out there. So the Let's Empower with yours truly, Pastor Robinson podcast. 
again, it's finally a podcast for you. So stay tuned for our next session. God bless you.